I didn't necessarily choose this path. This path chose me. And I have finally gotten to the place where I can fully embrace it. When we are young, we have these grand ideas about how things will be perfect and we'll walk this very pre-planned, pre-orchestrated path that we've determined is going to be best. And then life begins to happen and things start to shift. Sometimes our perspective are so skewed and oftentimes by the social media culture that we can't see the gift of delays and detours. That is something that I have learned, just learned it so heavily. Cause I'm a person that will move at full speed. You're so right on about, sometimes we don't recognize that some of the halts that happen, even in everyday things, that really, that could just very well be God's grace. That part right there that you said, is the journey that's most important. You can be married to the destination, but not the journey. Because the journey is gonna change. It's gonna have twists and turns. And if you're married to what the journey looks like, then it's gonna be very challenging for you to get to your destination. Let me tell you that delays and detours are often opportunities in disguise. And now I know that it doesn't feel like it instantly in the moment. Trust me, I know what I have been there and that is not what it feels like. But oh my goodness, when you get the chance to go through it, to like really go through that thing, it's often true that it was perfectly placed to get you where you desire to be. Well, my guest on the show today, Tiffany Huth Struthers, she and I had a jam session on this blessing in disguise topic, and we talked about so much more. Now, Tiffany, she's a wife, mother, and a woman of faith. She is called to minister and mentor women and is passionate about helping women reinvent themselves following their worst setbacks to make a major, major impact. She lives out her calling as an evangelist, award-winning author, sought-after speaker, coach, and domestic violence survivor and advocate. You do not want to miss the conversation with Tiffany and I because we are going in on this and we are letting loose. So we'll get into it after the theme song. So the big question is this. How do we ambitious professionals avoid the slow moving career, take control of our time and get paid for two things, doing what excites us and making an impact bigger than anyone ever thought was possible? That is the question and this podcast has the answers. My name is Candace Spears and welcome to Ambition, Honey and Hustle. America listening to this show and you've grown tired of not fully living out your brilliance and impact, then you're probably desperately trying to figure out ways to beat a path towards entrepreneurship. Well, your best path is a service-based business aligned with the impact you want to make and at a premium price. That's exactly what we teach in the Finding Freedom Business Accelerator. So you can learn how to go from corporate employee to thriving businesswoman with a free training at thrivein90days.com. I am so excited for my guest that is joining on the show today. She is, when I just look at, and I've, I've stalked her a little bit on the internet. So when I just look at her, I see this picture of strength, which I love and is amazing. So I want to introduce you all to Tiffany Huff. 
Struthers. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. You and I, we were just talking before, like it's, we are in like chill, wrap up, be comfortable. And this is- yes, the sun is definitely shining here, but it's it's very misleading. I always like to start with people's why. And you're in the, the space of helping women reclaim their voices and rebuild their lives. And just talk to me a little bit about your why. Candace, my why is ultimately an act of obedience. So basically, I didn't necessarily choose this path. This path chose me. Hmm. And I have finally gotten to the place where I can fully embrace it. When we are young, we have these grand ideas about how things will be perfect and we'll walk this very um, pre-planned, pre-orchestrated path that we've determined is going to be best and then life begins to happen and things start to shift. And so for a very long time, I was trying to get back to that plan until I realized that I was on the exact path that I was supposed to be, which ultimately started with something very traumatic happening or some very traumatic things happening in my life. But I realize now on the other side of it, that it was definitely part of what was supposed to be for me to become who I am today. And how, how powerful is that? Sometimes I talk about just being open to the unexpected. Yes. And not necessarily, sometimes you see things one way but then don't realize there's such a, a treasure trove where it sounds like in your case, it's, wait a second, Tiffany, over here is where you need to be doing what you're doing. Bring your attention over here. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I had to learn that it's okay to climb down from the top of the wrong ladder and start at the bottom of the right ladder. Mm-hmm. And that's a very challenging lesson to learn, especially when everyone's watching. Mm-hmm. So talk to me, so talk to me a little bit about, cause you're working primarily with women. Yes. Right. So just talk to me about even the people, just given your mission of reclaiming your voice and rebuilding your life. What do you see these days with like people that are coming in to, to get your support? Like where are they in life? Most of the time people are looking to ignore the power of their story and the power of the experiences that they've grown through. They're really looking to get past it and they lack the clarity to see where they're going because they want to dismiss the foundation of their journey, right? And I'm not saying that everybody has to have the like rags to riches story. However, there are pieces of every experience that teach you lessons. There are pieces of every experience that transform your life. And if you're not willing to spend the time processing those things, then it's gonna be very challenging for you to move forward. And so what you find or what I find with my clients is that before they come to me or when they come to me, they're in this habitual cycle of setback after setback. And it's mostly triggered by the fact that they aren't willing to step into their full selves And that's because they don't want to embrace the fullness of their stories and their journey. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. So let's dig in a little bit. So knowing that, and I know your story has got its own twists and turns in there, which has brought you to this point. Let's dig into that a little bit. So I want to know if this wasn't the path that you thought you were going to be on, 
what path did you think you were going to be on? I was a little girl. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be an attorney and ultimately become a judge. Hmm. And I got to... But I always told myself, like I had these very detailed plans and I always said, I'm not going to go to undergrad and major major in political science because I'm going to be a working woman and I'm going to get a job while I go to night school or law school at night. So I wanted to major in something that would offer me the opportunity to actually work, not something theoretical like philosophy or political science. And so I majored in communications and professional writing. And when I got to, I think my junior year, maybe uh, part of my professional writing major required me to take a proposal and grant writing course. And once I took that course and realized how my writing alone could transform people's lives, could transform communities, there was the instructor who was teaching the class said, look out the window. And there was a new building on campus. And she was like, I wrote the grant that funded that building. And so when I saw the power of words and I love to write, I was like, I don't really know if law school is the thing right now. Mm-hmm. And so I really started to be more intentional and invest more in my writing, which was something I always Uh, loved I can't remember not writing but also when I was a little girl there weren't there weren't people in my community who were like I'm an author there weren't people who were like I'm going to grow up and be an author so it wasn't something tangible that I could necessarily see a path to becoming Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm so yeah that's really the moment where I see in my own mind that my journey really started to shift now did you did you see that you would always be, of course not, if you thought you were going to take the lawyer path, but did you see that you were going to be this just entrepreneurial, completely stand on my own type of woman? Did you see that? Yes and no, because I had that spirit. But again, I had already predetermined in my mind that I was going to go a certain way. Now, perhaps I would have eventually had my own law firm. But I knew that there was something different about me. And I knew that, especially by the time I got to college, that what was traditional was not going to be my thing. Mm -hmm. So I had the yearning, but I didn't really know how to place it at the time or what what it really was. Okay. Yeah. So you felt that call. That's the thing that I think is always, I always say there's a difference and I'm very passionate about this. (laughs) There is very much a difference between people who are, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. Oh, that's going to be great to own my time and all this great stuff, which it is. But words and those people who truly have the heart, the spirit, the persistence, that everything that goes along with it are very different things. And so it's always interesting how you can recognize, right? When those true entrepreneurs, like they have this sort of spirit of, I know it's going to be something, right? That I'm going to have, and it's going to be independent. And it just, it doesn't die. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. And I think for me, again, because I was so focused on the path that I had already set for myself that I didn't see the bigness of my skills. I didn't see the bigness of how many options I had until I started taking 
those professional writing courses because initially I was communications with an emphasis in journalism. But when I started taking those journalism courses, I knew that was not the path. And so I was like, I was unsure of where the journey could take me. But once I started taking those different writing courses, I was like, wow, I was really blown away by how much opportunity I could create for myself, even if I didn't want to be a quote unquote freelance writer in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That door of opportunity just, it's yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So talk to me a little bit, Tiffany, just about, cause you're a full-time entrepreneur right now. Yes. So just talk to me about that juicy moment, that juicy yet scary, yet sometimes exciting, sometimes nerve wracking, whatever moment of, okay, it's me and I'm on my own to do this thing. Talk to me about that. So let me preface this conversation with this I was a habitual job quitter and this is when that yearning was getting so strong and so strong but I just never knew what the next best best step was I would get what everybody around me called quote-unquote good jobs like my first job out of college was a government job and you don't be quitting no government job but I knew that it wasn't where I was supposed to be just before I was about to get a pay increase that was literally going to keep me there until retirement, I quit because I knew if I got that increase, it would be very hard for me to leave. And I was just miserable. So I was a habitual job hopper, but I had gotten to this point where I was starting to make really good money. And I was in a role that was important, but nobody really knew what my role was, but they knew they needed me. So it was like a a piece of cake job. I had just gotten a promotion that I did not apply for. And I was like feeling like I was living the dream, if you will. And then I got this very strong instruction from God that like on this day, you need to give you notice. And I was like, excuse me. We just got a promotion. We just got a raise. We just bought a house. We need the money to pay the mortgage. All the years that I would just be like, you know what? I'm done here. You know what? I've wrapped up. This is finished for me. But when I got that divine download that it was time, I was like, oh, let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, But ultimately, after much prayer and crying and uncertainty and a long conversation with my dad, who always was able to ground me and always supported me. I went ahead and quit the job. Now, leading up to that point, I was doing things on the side. I was teaching classes, workshops. People were inviting me to speak. I wasn't really making any money, but I was building momentum and my name was starting to be circulating. And so I quit. I left my job on May 31st or May 30th. And after I quit, I lost it, Candace. Like I, I just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So my children would go to North Carolina with my father for the summers and I would have what I call mom gone wild summers. And basically <laughs> that meant that I could read books all day and all night with no clothes on the couch. <laughs> but once they left, no one was here. There was no one to say, do this or don't do that. And I was almost like paralyzed by the freedom and the opportunity that I had been praying for. I just, it overwhelmed me that I didn't know what to do. I was telling myself, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And that went on for the most of that summer. And then 
after that, my dad got sick. So he ended up coming to live with me and my children. So I was still trying to do things, but ultimately ended up taking care of my father for the next year, a little more than a year. And then he passed away. And so along this time I had blogs and I was dipping my toes into different things, but I felt like I knew that what I was doing before I quit wasn't necessarily what I was supposed to do full time, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to do because usually when I was in this cycle of quitting, I would quit And then I would say, oh, I'll just try this other thing over here. Maybe it'll be better. And then I would quit that and go to another thing. But I knew that wasn't the answer this time. And so it was very challenging for me. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason why it was challenging and what I would want to say to someone who's listening, who may be in this space or considering the leap to full-time entrepreneurship is that if nothing else, do the next best thing that you know to do, whether that's reading a book, right? If you leave your job every day and you don't have any clients, educate yourself, introduce yourself to someone new every day, get into a routine that's going to nourish you physically and mentally, because those, those pieces that they don't tell you about your health and caring for yourself and prioritizing yourself in the entrepreneurial journey can make or break you. And I learned that the hard way. I spent so much time at that beginning point beating myself up and berating myself and worrying that I wasn't taking care of myself. And because my children weren't here, I didn't really have responsibility for anyone else to ground me, if you will. So yeah, that... Hopefully I answered your question, but that was kind of my transition. And then once my father passed away and through that grieving process, I really got to the point where I was just like constantly and unrelentlessly uh, just pursuing God and praying. And that's when I was able to really get the direction. But before, because I was just so in my head and I didn't want anybody to know that I was struggling, it was challenging for me. It was very challenging. And here's the other thing that was hard for me. The, even though I had taken some online courses, I had gotten into some communities. I felt like I was the only one who was struggling. I didn't feel like I had a safe space in those communities to be transparent. And so I withdrew. Mm -hmm. And you know what, you know, and when you mentioned that, because And I see this all too often, this just syndrome of, okay, I'm the only one that Mm -hmm. doesn't have my stuff together. I hear it all the time. I talk to a lot of women, the accelerator, all this stuff. And it's like, what's happening is generally they're on social media (laughs) and they're seeing all this stuff and they're like, oh, that I used to be connected with way back or we used to work at whatever and now they're doing their thing and now I'm left behind and, and all this other stuff. And the thing is, it's so easy to just lose focus on what's really important, which is yes. you in this journey. That's true. And, and that's what I learned in hindsight, Candace, because from the time I left my job to the time that my father passed away, it was a little less than two years. And what I know now that I didn't realize then is that I was so gung-ho and ready to build this thing and make it grow and all of 
God was giving me the grace, not only to spend time with my father in his last days, but before he passed away, he was giving me the grace that summer while my children were away to just get back to position for a while. I had been working really hard. I wanted to buy the house, all of those things. He was giving me grace, but sometimes our perspective or our perspectives are so skewed and oftentimes by the social media culture that we can't see the gift of delays and detours. Let me just stop on that point for a second, because that is something that I have learned just in and of my learned it so heavily, like even in the past year, when you talk about the gift of just delay and pause, because I'm a person that will move at full speed. Like you saw me a month ago, we're in a different place a month ago. It just is what it is. But you're so right on about sometimes we don't recognize that <clears throat> some of the halts that happen, even in everyday things, yes. that really, that could just very well be God's grace. And especially when you have the perspective, I do, you're a believer, I'm a believer, that all things work together for the Absolutely. good of those who love him, who are called according Absolutely. to his purpose. And so like when we think about that and like really have that attitude that like, no, Everything is the way it's supposed to be. Let me just get myself lined up with what's going on. It's not the way I'm perceiving it. I'm just not lined up with the way he's laid it out. Wait That's a second. That's it right there. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, let me just, whoo. <laughs> but even to, to get that realization requires us to stop. Absolutely. And it's so countercultural. Mm-hmm. Like you can't stop. You going, you will <laughs> stop. What? <laughs> yeah. I know better now for sure. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I have to say that to myself a lot because I'm gonna go, but yeah, you're right. You're right. No, I love that. And there were so many different just nuggets in what you just talked about because one of the things that I heard in there big time and I know it happens, I've experienced it myself, is what I call a success trap. When you know you're destined to do something, right? Bigger, but you inside of a job and a nine to five, right? Where sounds like you were high achieving woman, right? Promotions just came your way. Money wasn't an issue. It's so easy to be comfortable and people on the outside look and they say, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when I told uh, one of my closest friends that I was going to quit and she was like, Tiffany, you need to have a seat until you get famous. And I was oh. like, get famous having a seat number one right or number one god this is what god told me to do number two people don't get famous having a seat it's a very challenging journey but i learned i i that was the beginning of me learning like people have faith until they have to have faith they have to believe and so i i learned again that was part of the weak reason why i withdrew because i wasn't able necessarily to find the space where I could just be honest and bear my truth and not feel alienated or judged or people telling me I was crazy because people were always telling me I was crazy. I believe it. No, I believe it. And trust me, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> all I, yeah, all I had to say. Oh, I love it. So what would you say now, Tiffany, just think, thinking about the journey that you've traveled and even your expertise right now and, and helping folks rebuild their lives and, and amplify their voices and reclaim their voices. Like when you think about folks that are traveling along the journey, right? What is like the big lessons that you would say 
listen, make sure you do this or just avoid this altogether. What would you say? It's, it's interesting that you mentioned the success trap because I believe that a lot of us unconsciously are bred into it. One of my challenges with this entrepreneurial journey was that I was addicted to achievement. Mm. And there aren't always mile markers on the entrepreneurial journey, right? Like when you're growing up and you have these mile markers, it's easy for you to say, this is what I'm aiming for. Two years for an associate, four years for a bachelor's this long to be considered for a promotion, this long until I get another raise. But when you are on the entrepreneurial journey, everything isn't clear cut that way. One milestone could take 10 years, depending upon your business and all of those things. So the first thing is that you really have to be willing to unbecome in order to become. You have to be willing to shed some of the expectations that you were living by in the past and set new standards for yourself. Definitely going to tell people to prioritize self-care, prioritize their relationship with their spiritual relationship or something that's keeping them grounded. And here's the other thing that I work, work really hard with. Whether you're trying to reclaim your voice or rebuild your life, you have to build some routines. Mm. You have to get into a space, even if you're not working full-time or you're not in school, you have to build some routines because that's how you develop your non-negotiables and learn to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. If you're not able to do that in the beginning, it's going to be very challenging for you to maintain your power and your voice once you reclaim it, because you'll be constantly overcomp or I'm sorry, you'll be constantly overcompensating. That's not the word I want. It's on the tip of my tongue. Overcompromising. That's what I'm saying, right? You'll be overcompromising and you'll be negotiating with people for something that is already yours. That's that. Okay, I gotta stop right there because <laughs> that is another just very powerful thing. And especially as, as you're making that move from employee to entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? Recognizing that you are shifting out of a world of permission here. And can I do this? And is this within the rules? And is this okay? Or it, maybe it's, am I dressed the right way? Am I presenting the right face? Can I get my idea out here? Is somebody going to shoot it down to, wait a second. The reality is, and the reality has always been that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> that you own this piece of talent, right? That is within you, right? You own all of that. And even the fact that you are in that nine to five, that's a choice that you made. You, you, you make all these choices. However, we get so conditioned in that nine to five that, oh no, I got to follow this. I got to follow that. And carrying, if you carry that attitude into an entrepreneurial world, it's, it's devastating because you're always looking to other people to say, is this right? Is this wrong? And if you're looking to the wrong people and people who tell you, no, sit down, stay a little while longer <laughs> or sit down do this, you will be in this just box and be miserable until yeah. you reach a standard that is not what you truly feel inside. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's a big one. And the other thing that I've learned, which is a challenge, right? Because again, when you have that addiction to achievement, when you're constantly looking for accolades or for people to validate you, but really shifting your thought processes and being able to consistently ask yourself, who 
instead of do, right? Who do I need to become? Not what do I need to be do or what do I need to be do? <laughs> who do I need to become? Not what do I need to do? Because if you start, if you lead with action without much thought behind it, then you're, excuse me, you're going to constantly find yourself in cycles of feeling like you failed. But if you really are willing to do the work to think about who it is you need to become to do the things that you know you are called to do, what God created you to do, then everything shifts a little bit because you will recognize that there's some inner work that is necessary so that you can have the outward expression of success that is rooted in the right things. Talk about it. Girl, talk about it. <laughs> Let me tell but you. that's not something you get likes and comments for. And so we have a tendency or we are conditioned by the culture to skip those pieces. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And they're the biggest drivers. You're right, Lauren. This whole conversation is just blessing my soul. it's like things you already know but things you have to consistently remind yourself of and keep at the forefront of your mind so that you don't fall back into that hustle 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 mentality and that's the thing too when you talk about that constant reminder it's so important and i think it's it's valuable to just say this right now for those that may be listening and who are you know traveling that path certain things don't stop like you don't stop it at least for me you don't stop getting nervous about certain things you don't stop having fear about certain things you don't stop needing to constantly work on your mental state and where it needs to be these things don't stop there is no magic maybe this gets back to the achievement there is no magic okay at milestone marker number 235 i'm gonna be good and like never have to worry about no no you continue the work to continue the journey. That's right. That's yeah. right. And that's the that part right there that you said is the journey that's most important. That's why you have to focus on, you can be married to the destination, but not the, the journey. Because the journey is going to change. It's going to take different shapes. It's going to have twists and turns. And if you're married to what the journey looks like, then it's going to be very challenging for you to get to your destination. Very challenging. Because you might think you're getting ready to be in a sports car when you're going to have to get in the paddle boat. Before you get to that road. And that is work, right? There's nothing glamorous about a paddle boat at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You some muscle, though. <laughs> that part. And also, if you're not rushing, you might find some peace as you cross that body of water, but you have to have the right perspective. If you spend the whole time that you are paddling thinking, I should have been in a sports car. I, I wanted that car. I deserve that car. You'll be miserable. Absolutely. You, you were on point with that. You're on point with that. No, I love it. There is, so for everybody who is listening or watching, if you, first off, I'm gonna tell you this. If you haven't been taking notes this entire time, <laughs> You're going to go ahead and and rewind. Either go back, listen back, watch back, however you're watching it, rewind. Because what we're talking about here are very serious things, right? They're beyond that outer world. It's the things that help you have that staying power and that growth that you truly desire. So get this and soak it in. And Tiffany, I've got to tell you, I have, like I said, you have blessed my soul this conversation it's good to have conversations like this in the morning to, to help set the tone yeah so before we wrap up here 
tell us if people are listening and they just want to hear more from you or get in touch with you, how can they do that? They can connect with me on all the places in these internet streets at the Tiffany Huff. And also they can listen to the podcast, which is the Bounce Back Blueprint podcast. Wherever they're listening to this podcast, it's likely there. And I can give you my email address to put in the show notes if you like. My website is tiffanyhuffexperience.com. Awesome. And we're going to make sure that we have all of Tiffany's contact info inside of the show notes at candacespears.com. So don't worry if you missed it, you can go over there and, and grab it and get in touch. Tiffany, thank you so much for taking thank the time. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a pleasure. And for as much as it has blessed you, it has also blessed me. And I hope that someone else is blessed by our conversation as well. Thank you again. Sure thing. I love it. Those of you that are listening, you know what I always say, don't just take this and hold on to it. Take it and take some action with it. So hope you have a great day, a great evening, whenever you're listening or watching, and we'll talk to you again very soon. You can find the show notes for this episode and just about all the other episodes on CandaceSpears.com. So go and check it out. Not only can you find the show notes, but you'll find other bonus resources, some freebies, some blog posts that may be helpful to you. There's plenty hanging out at my home base. So go to CandaceSpears.com. I guarantee you there will be some things there to help you on your bigger impact journey. Goodbye for now.